Well, hey, everybody. What is going on? Doug Brown here, joined by Andrew Whitman. What up? Of AndrewWhitman.com. And uh, welcome to Logo Song Cover. We are back for episode six of season two. We kind of wrapped up creation last week, and we're transitioning to the early days of man. So basically, what does life look like on the planet um, after... Adam and Eve and Cain. They get kicked and Abel. out of the garden. Yeah. There's like right. this big gap, right? Because yeah. we saw last week that like Cain, he goes and starts these cities. And we started listing, we saw at the end of Genesis 4 that Cain and his group, they all go off on their own and they create a city and their own civilization. And which is interesting because this is the, this is now the sons or the sons and daughters of men. This is the line that starts, everything starts going crazy. They've already been kicked out of the, would you say God's line? He, Cain is clearly not following. Right. God's way. And I think to back up real quick is something we discovered um, back in, would have been probably chapter three, maybe chapter, yeah, chapter three, where that the text in our English translated Bible says that God said, now that man has eaten fruit, he has become like one of us. Right. And I tell you, it's mind blowing when you want to cover what that actually says. You said that the Hebrew text actually reads that man has now become out from us or alone, apart from yeah, us. Alone, alone out from us. Out That's from what us. it literally, alone, Separate. out from us, right. Yeah. So what we're going to see here is, all right, what now that he's apart and they're apart from God and there's a separation, what does life turn into? Because um, guessing it's not too good no, for so, a lot and, of people. And this is interesting because in here in, in Genesis 5, people get bored with it because it's like a genealogy. Adam had this for how many years he had this son, and then, then this son had this man. What you follow is through this line, these are the only people that are keeping God's way. These are the sons of God, if you will, right? Okay. So yeah. if you're looking at so, and I want to pick up in Genesis 5 and verse right. 1, it says, this is the book of the generations of Adam. Now, remember, Cain was also part of the generations of Adam, but now he went out separate and he started his own thing, his own city. We saw that at the end of chapter 4, right? Right. So, but now it says, clearly, this is the generation of the book of that. In the day that God created man, which is interesting because the word Adam is actually, if you look up the Hebrew word for man, it's Adam. Right. So this is the book of the generations of Adam and the day that he created Adam. In the likeness of God, made he him, male and female created him. See, now we're jumping back. Right. Do you see how it's going back to day six again? It's almost like in God's mind, here's the reset. Yeah. Like, okay, so now we're going to- like a running head start. Right, we're going to start this, <laughs> this again. Chapter. So Cain is gone, Abel is dead, all of Now that we're going to- now. Hey, I created them in my image, male and female created to them, and I called their name Adam in the day they were created, and Adam lived 130 years and begat a son in his own likeness after his image called Seth. Hmm. And the days of Adam after he had begotten Seth were 800 years, and he begat sons and daughters. Now, look, there's a timeline. Oh, I left it upstairs. Uh on oh, my printer, actually, because I printed out what the timeline is so we could do this for this podcast, but it's upstairs. Anyway, they 
people that read this say, oh, Adam was 130 years when he had Seth. Wrong. It was 130 years after the Cain and Abel because he lived at 130. See, the last thing we left off was Cain went and started his own thing. Right. And we saw there was in the process of time, Cain's doing the uh, the farming, Abel's doing the ranch. So I don't know how many years went by, but it was a, clearly a gap. And once that was over and Cain went and started, another 130 years goes by before they have Seth. But they could have had other kids in between. Right? Absolutely. They're, that's what we were talking about. There's nothing else to do. This, right. And yeah. this is the line people say, oh, they only had set. No, this is the line that it tells you when it's tracking people in the, remember, yeah. what's the Bible? It's a it's what? It's a legal document. Right. And this yeah. is our covenant. It tracks legally. And and um, you'll see this in Luke. If you went over to the beginning of Luke, it gives you all the genealogies. Right. It proves that Jesus, remember when in the garden, God said, "Hey, his seed, you know, Adam or Eve's seed, is going to bruise Satan's heel. Mm-hmm. He's got to be seed of man, right?" So remember, we saw this: Adam or uh, Satan begins to kill everybody that's the seed. We have to legally have this line to prove, as a legal document, Jesus is also human, right? Not just dropped out of the sky, right? He has to have a legal reason to be here, yeah. And that's why um, Mikhail and I were talking about this this morning, that Abraham, he sacrificed Isaac, gave his only begotten son to God so God could give his only begotten son, Jesus, to Abraham. Hmm. So if you look in Matthew, that genealogy goes from Abraham, there was 14, you know, from Adam, there was 14 generations there, Abraham, 14 generations to David, David, 14 generations to Jesus. Hmm. Abraham, David, Jesus. It follows the covenant line. And in Luke, it goes from Adam and follows the human line mm. that's what these genealogies is not just boring i mean they're right. legally it's legal documentation yeah. so here are the sons it lists the sons of god the ones that are keeping the way of god there's not very many of them mm. and then by the time we get to noah he's the only one that's actually still keeping the way everybody else is just off lost their minds if right. you will get there yeah so that's what i want to say with safe seth Created and then in the days of Adam, another eight hundred years after Seth. So and Adam is nine hundred and thirty years, but that's after Cain and Abel happened. So I don't know how many how long that was before this happened. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that could have been a thousand, eleven hundred, twelve hundred. We don't know. So here's the thing. When we talked about days a thousand years, thousand years of the day, the earth could be ten, you know, this world I mean could be ten thousand years old. This world could be twenty I don't know. The clock really doesn't start ticking for BC, our time clock, until Cain and Abel are over and this 130 years. Okay. So at the end of Cain and Abel, we start the clock. Right, right. And we're guessing before that, we're guessing how long it was that they were in the garden. We're guessing how long it was after they were out of the garden right. before they had Cain and Abel. We're guessing how long was Cain and Abel in the process of time before one became a rancher, one became, are you following this? Yeah. We, we, we have open no up idea. Our, we yeah. have no idea. Right. right. We, would talk, we try to put this in a little box for our own understanding. It just doesn't fit. No. There is no box. You can't put God in a box. Right. Just take it what it says. And again, We'll go through and try to uncover as much as we can, but it's it, it's not a history book. It's it's a legal, legal document. document, and it's so documenting. We're going to keep coming back to that. Right, so then you go to Seth, and now remember, this is God's day off. So this is all, by the time Cain and Abel, all that, that's like a thousand, by the time we get to the flood, it's a thousand and like, or time Noah gets the plan to build mm-hmm. the ark. It's like a thousand and sixty-five years from the time of this, Seth is born. Right. Okay, so that's what we know. The time Seth's born or 130 years before Seth is born, 1,000 years and 1,065 years is when God shows up and talks to Noah in chapter 6. Mm. So I you got, I don't want to go through yeah. the genealogy here in chapter 5. There's one thing I do want to bring up, though. And if you look in verse 21, 
of chapter 5. It says, And Enoch lived 65 years before he begat Methuselah. So uh, remember, Adam lived 130 years before he got set, and all these guys are like in their hundreds before they start knocking kids out, right? But right. 65, so he's a baby. And Enoch, in verse 3, walked with God after he begat Methuselah 300 years. So Methuselah's born at 65, another 300 years he's walking with God. Every day he has fellow, he gets up, and, he's, and this is God's day off. What would you and I do on our day off? We were best friends, and it was yeah. the weekend. We'd hang out. You'd hang out, yeah. right? That's what he's doing. God's hanging out. Enoch's hanging out with God, and he also beget other sons and daughters, which are never even mentioned here. Right. And all the days of Enoch were three hundred and sixty-five years. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. And we see in the New Testament, he translated him or raptured him. Interesting. He didn't die. Yeah. He didn't physically die. God's like, man, I love hanging out with you so much. Like, come on up here, <laughs> and then. After that, after Enoch leaves, it starts going downhill very quickly. Mm. Okay. So we get a Methuselah, the Methuselah has Lamech, and then Lamech, uh, he begets sons and daughter, and then the, uh, his uh, son is Noah. One of his sons is Noah. And then that's where we want to pick up. Right. What's interesting, too, is you see this, is we talked about how the they did live a very long time, very long, eight hundred, nine hundred years. But it's interesting to see how their lives are getting shorter as you look through. How, how, well, they're all like a, they're all like a day. Remember, a thousand years. Yeah. they all last about a thousand years yeah. now. Now, uh, Lama, uh, Methuselah is listed as the longest one, right? But and Lamech is only seven hundred and seventy-seven years when he died. That was he went into the flood, right? So so Noah's dad. Only lives seven hundred and seventy-seven years, and he doesn't get to go into the ark. But Noah is look how old Noah is. He's five hundred years when he right. goes into the ark. Right. And then Noah lives another three fifty. So Noah is still like eight hundred. He lives an entire day. Yeah. Remember, a thousand years is it? after yeah. that, it starts dropping off very quickly. Okay. Now I want to bring this up. So here, no, no. So you're right. They here's the thing. Remember, spiritually you die, and then physically. You die. Right. What happened when Adam sinned? What was the first thing he said to God? God said, Adam, where are you? What did he say? He was afraid. I'm afraid. Now, this is the first thing on the evil list is fear. Mm. So psychological things happened. We begin to have worry, despair, depression, fear. Interesting that physical diseases come from the long-term effects of psychological diseases. Disease. That's right. what a disease. Right. Psychologically, Adam was at disease. He was at ease. Now he's afraid. That's disease. Yeah. That's a really good point. Yeah, that's introduced to the human body for the first time. Right. We takes a while. We don't obviously have medical records from back then, but it's but we have evident. medical records from now, we and know we now. know this in my corporate. You know, yeah. one of the stats I give that eighty five percent of all doctors' office visits are caused by stress. Right. Psychological dis-ease. Right. We know that as a medical fact that 85% of all illness all, comes from stress, which is an inter stress is internal for ourselves. Something stress, like we might not, some of us are stressing over COVID. Right. Some not so much. Some not so much. Some are stressed when they get in rush hour traffic. Some don't even care. Some people stress if they were swimming with the sharks. Yeah. But if you look at all the like the numbers, like you could swim in a tank of sharks and have less chance of dying than driving your car every time you leave the house. Right. But we're not stressed about going to the grocery store or driving to work right. and back, but we would never get in a tank of sharks. Sure. But we know factually 
you have a way bigger chance of dying from the car than you do the sharks. Yeah. Which is interesting because with Job, what happened with Job, it says the thing that he feared most came upon him. Mm. And this is a human, we're a magnet for whatever we fear. And that began when Adam ate the fruits out. Dude, that's such a cool point. I mean, I, I would never have thought to connect all that together. But you're right. That that element of fear and dis-ease and everything just cascading from there. Think about the hormones released, the cortisol, all that. Right. And, that's and, all comes from your perception of right. what you see. And and now that and, and the effect that has on your body and then, you, then the, the, that I'm sure that, that that probably changes has molecular changes and DNA change, and you're passing that on to the next generation. Correct. And it's just, get, you it look, the lives just go lo- less and less and less and right. less. And remember, where did go. the curse go into was it the, went into the ground. And where's our bodies come from, from is the ground. The, right. So that's why these guys lived so long. And listen, we're yeah. going to live long. We're, st- we're increasing our lifespan as we figure out how to kind of reverse those how things. How to reverse right? those. Yeah. But we're doing, the, we're doing, and this is, I love medical science, but what yeah. we're tre- doing with medical science is not hitting the root cause. Right. It's treating the symptoms. symptoms right. Yeah. Not that, and I love root cause stuff, right? So the root yeah. cause is psychological. Here's the root cause. You're, you are out of fellowship with that Zoe life of God. Mm. The party, remember, creating God's image, the yeah. party that made you like God died. And this is what, when you get born again, and then it says you're transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's where the, you stop the disease mm-hmm. by transforming your mind. Mm. renewing your mind, remodeling, it actually says in the Greek, right? So you're going to read this, like gut it yeah. and then start over. Man, that's cool. Right. And that's why you could walk yeah. in health. Right. Right. So that's Very why cool. it took, that's why these guys lived a long time. Now you got to understand every, every physical disease that we have comes from our separation from God because God never created us to be sick. Right. Now, if you understand that, we saw this in the garden. They were never sick. They were never afraid. They didn't know evil. They weren't designed to expire. Either. No, and they were having a great time. They did work, never knew any adversity, never knew any affliction, never knew any calamity. Right. So now, you know, that didn't come from God. That came from the, you know, eating the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and buying into what Satan, and then Satan says to Jesus, everything uh, that was uh, delivered to me, I'll give to you. Remember in the, when he was tempting Jesus? Yeah. So it was delivered to him. All this stuff. Now he's the God of this world. Listen, no bad thing comes from your heavenly father. Stop acting like God made you sick to right. teach you something. He didn't. Yeah. He's not giving you the cancer, the COVIDs. He's not wrecking Headaches. your car. Right. Nothing, Nothing of that. No, no, none of that. Yeah. You were never built to have yeah. infirmities, sickness, disease, yeah. injuries, football injuries, basketball, whatever it is. That crickety back from doing too much yard work. That's all from the curse of the fall. It's it right, and it goes back to you said the root cause. All these things are symptoms. Even the diseases themselves are symptoms of being separated, separated having our plug pulled out from our heavenly Father. Correct. There's no connection. None. Hence, why Jesus came and, and right, and, and replug. We could replug in, and this right. is the beauty of the gospel message. Is now we don't have to have any of this stuff. Now, these things will still. If you uh, did the power and the presence, my other podcast, I was yeah. talking about Lot and Sodom and Gomorrah. And all. You could be in covenant like Lot was. So he was in covenant. Judgment could not come on him. The angels couldn't do anything to Sodom and Gomorrah until they're like, they, I they cannot. Would, they would have wasted him, right? I mean, they right, they clearly couldn't. They, couldn't. they said, we can't. Yeah. I can do nothing until you're gone. Yeah. So, get so they're out. dragging him <laughs> physically. This is the same thing when we're looking at this flood with Noah. And here's the thing about God. 
if you believe God, if you're following his ways, if you, I mean, and you don't even have, it's not keeping the Ten Commandments. Yeah. Not, if you just believe him. Believe him, trust him. I know he's good. Yeah. It would just start there. Just, God's right. good. Just agree on that. And That's what it is. Believe yeah. that he is and he's a rewarder. That's what it is. Right. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. You have to believe that he is and that he's a rewarder. Right. If those are the two things. That's it. That's all you have to do. Believe that he's, he is and he's good. He rewards. God cannot, cannot, I say, cannot judge you. He cannot physically bring anything that is on the evil list to you. Mm. Cannot. Like, just like God, he could not. Noah could not. He wants, he's going to fry the whole earth, but he gets Noah out. Now, listen, Noah lost everything that he had before the flood, but he escaped judgment. Mm -hmm. Lot who was super rich, that's why he went to Sodom, had that beachfront house as a mansion. It was like Mar-a-Lago or whatever, right? He lost all that, right? but he still escaped judgment. And I'll tell you this, that, that I'm, I'm talking about Sodom and Gomorrah right now because we could backtrack to this. God wouldn't have, he said, I would not destroy the entire city for 10 people if there was 10 people in covenant. So that would be like Lot and his wife, his two daughters, their boyfriends, and maybe the in-laws. That would have been 10 people. If just those 10 people had believed God that he's good and a rewarder, God said, I would not destroy you the city. Mm -hmm. So Lot could have saved everything that he had, the beat, the Mar-a-Lago, all that, yeah. by just having 10 people that believe that God, not, not keeping the Ten Commandments, not going to church, not, if they just believe that God is and he's a rewarder and they're in covenant. Mm. So when God, like he, he is so like, remember the first time he got mad was when Lucifer went up and he fried everything, tohu abohu. Yeah. His temper has gotten much. Well, we were the kids more, now. Right. It's, it's not, you're not blowing up. It's right. You know. So we're the kids. Now Satan was yeah. like the servant. Right. <laughs> yeah. Easy to take yeah, it out on Take him. out the employee. Yeah. You know I what I mean? Replace him. The employee tried to take us out. Like, these I'm front. stuck with. Right. They're yeah. my kids. So I want them to do yeah, well right. and all that stuff. So, but right. all the ones that were told, now I want to pick up here yeah. in, in Genesis 6, if we can, it says, and it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and the daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men and they were fair and they took them of wives, which they chose. And the spirit, the Lord said, my spirit shall not always strive with man for that he is flesh, yet his days shall be 120 years. Now people are like, see, that's why we can only live to 120. Well, Abraham lived to 175. Right. You know, yeah. uh, so, but what the 120 is, is that's the amount of time it took Noah to build the ark before the flood came. Oh, really? So it's really the amount of time before the flood. He said, listen, you guys... You got 120 From right years. now. You got right. 120 years. Right. But oh, we're actually okay. backfilling this because if you yeah. look over and um, it says that while God was waiting, he was waiting on Noah to complete the ark. So he gives Noah the, the plan and it takes Noah 120 years to fulfill the rhema, the plan. Here, I'm right. telling you what to do. Like, so he probably worked on it on some weekends. And I know that in the power tools, but come on, 120 years, you were only like, I'm sure you were like, you got a pretty good workforce too, right? six months off, you yeah, know? Yeah. Oh, it's just like, it's a hobby for him. Get a bunch of kids. They yeah. got kids. They're like, doing stuff there, you know, yeah. right, let's go to the, so it took Noah 120 years. So that whole time, it, uh, God's waiting on Noah to finish, but he knows how long it's going to, because he's got, and he says it's 120. Yeah. Now. Real quick, you mentioned that the sons of God saw daughters. Yeah, let's keep reading because okay. it'll work. So, All right. And there were giants in the earth in those days and also after that, because we find giants in the land when the children of Israel were going in. Remember when Caleb, he's 85? Yeah. He goes up to Hebron right. and it was called like, there's giants up there. He's like, I don't care. I'll take them. 
Yeah. So these are just like super strong. They're like, we have giants in our land sure, today. They they're called in, football they, and NBA right, players. They play in the NBA. And right, and play fo- in, right. Right. We have them. <laughs> yeah. These are right. they're not like 10 feet tall. Right. They're, I mean, even if they were, there's some 10 feet. Remember Andre the Giant? What was that guy in James Bond? You and I were talking about the 70s yeah, James Bond. Yeah, he was huge. He was the he was the foreman in Happy Gilmore. Right. So but, were, but, but, all right. So I'm like, what, a, on a good day, five foot seven, you're six foot five. If I'm writing the story and I see you and I don't know you, I'm like, dude, that guy's a, a giant. giant. Right. And the day I met Shaq, I met Shaq. I felt like I came up to his belly button. <laughs> I'm like, what's that? You know, I'm reaching yeah. up and I'm like, so this is what it feels like. I mean, the dude was ginormous. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Huge. I couldn't even have put his... Le- he had a trench coat on. I'm like, man, that thing goes on forever. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love that leather trench. It would have like... I would have been dragging he, he it on the to, ground. Like, in, his, in his Harley, he has to like lean down and flick the kickstand with his finger. Right. So, <laughs> so like, we do have... So this we is what... Do. Right. Right. But so... um, And the sons of God, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, they bare children to them, and the same became mighty men, which were bold and men of renown. Now, people look at that and they're like, oh, there's giants and the sun. These are angels having sex with uh, right. with humans. Yeah, no. That is the dumbest thing I ever heard. And even if you don't believe me, believe Jesus. <laughs> Do you remember over in like Matthew 22? When all the Sadducees. They're like, hey, this guy takes yeah, a wife and right. she dies. They're trying to dies. get him on the resurrection. Who does he? Who does he? Who are they married to? Yeah, because heaven, right? yeah, right. So let's just look at that. Let's just right. look at it. So I want everybody to see that. So let's go to Matthew twenty-two, and uh, yeah, he's like, they're totally it, trying to trick him here. They are like, trying to because these guys that ask him the question, they don't believe in the resurrection. They're called Sadducees. Okay, and my dad always said they're sad, you see, because they don't believe in the resurrection, <laughs> right? So you <laughs> just yeah, you just die at the end, and that's the end of it, right? right? So in twenty-three, now uh, the the same day they came to him, the Sadducees, which say there is no resurrection. So they asked him. Master, Moses said, if a man die, in verse 24, Matthew 20, having no children, his brother shall marry his wife and raise up a seed unto his brother. So the family name can continue, right? Now, there were seven brothers. Now, they come, they're come. they making these hypotheticals right. up, right? This is like so what stupid. What if? Right. What if Martians landed? Up? Now, there were seven <laughs> brothers. And then the first one, he married the wife. He died. And having no issue left with the wife, he had no sons. He left the wife to the brother, and the second also, and the third under the seventh. Now, okay, listen, right. if I'm the like, fifth guy and yeah. all five, the first four no brothers thanks. died, this is the Black Widow. Seriously. Every brother dies without having kids. And there's no kids? Come on. She's killing them all, right? There's all right, give me the next great one. great Netflix series back right. then. That, you right. Know. Line them up. Line them up. For real. Right. So all the way down to the seventh, and last of all, then the woman dies. <laughs> she goes through okay. the seven brothers. They're all, he said, Therefore, because they don't believe in the resurrection, in the resurrection, which we don't even believe in, we're trying to trick you, whose wife shall she be of the seven? For they all had her. They all knocked boots with her. Whose is it? And Jesus said unto them, you do err. You're in complete error. That's an understatement. Not knowing the scriptures nor the power of God. For in the resurrection, they neither marry nor given in marriage but are as the angels of God in heaven. Hmm. Angels never marry. They can't have kids. They don't marry. They don't have sex. So stop with the sons of God came into the... It was angels. Just believe what Jesus said. Don't believe what I said. If you believe Fair on enough. Jesus, he says yeah. it right there. He goes, you're, you're an error. So I'll tell you the same thing, not you, the royal you. If you think that there was like, oh, there's giants because the angels were, you know, scrumping the, you know, no, you're an error. 
The sons of God are listed here in chapter five. There's the line of Seth. The daughters right. of men were Cain's people that were, t- and this is why when they married, and Solomon did the same thing. Solomon was the wisest guy on the planet. Super was, he's the one that started the court of equity. He wrote Proverbs. Right. He wrote Ecclesiastes. By the, he dies at age 56 or 58 because he likes women and he likes women that are foreigners and not just foreigners, but women of people that don't follow God, non-covenant we women. We saw this with um, uh, Esau. Yeah, right? same thing, man. And, and, and it was, it was who was the, was it Rebecca? Yeah, Rebecca's the mom. She's like, she Isaac's saw mom. it. This is a She's problem. She's like, where are you going? Right. So that's why she was kept maneuvering. Going back and, yeah. She maneuvered to get Jacob the blessing and the birthright because there's right. no way this guy's going to keep the covenant. And listen, yeah. guys, this is what happens. I We all do it. And this is what this is what Adam did with Eve. He was the one that started it. She picked the fruit and took a bite. And he, instead of stopping it, he just went along with it. Mm-hmm. Don't want to make her upset, right? I, I'm right. So last night we watched that movie Pride and Prejudice, right? Because Mick has to do it for English. Like, Let's watch the movie first before you read the book. <laughs> and and the guy, Mister Darcy, whatever, like they hate each other at the beginning, but he shows his love for her for the Elizabeth. She's a sass mouth, and she's like really, you know. But he does all these everything that she wants. He does it. Mm. And he's the rich guy. She's the poor girl. But he does all this stuff. And when she finds out, then she falls in love with him because she shows how much he loves. Yeah. But he's doing all this. He's running his own life off a cliff just to get the girl. Right. That's what we these guys do. We will do anything. Right. To, right. Right. So that's what's happening here. And we'll see how that works out. Uh-huh. Is that, that and God saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth. And every verse five of Genesis six, right, highlight it. Every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Mm-hmm. Remember, what's the evil list? Yeah, adversity, adversity, affliction, yeah. calamity, sickness, great grief, harm. All starts with fear. Right. Just nonstop. Nonstop. They can't get off it. So this is over. what happens, right? This is now the disease has finally taken about a thousand years. The disease, the mental disease, the psychological dis-ease has overcome so that they are continually on that loop. Mm. It's a downward spiral, and that's why worry begets worry. Fear begets fear. You have to stop that, and the only way to do it is renew your mind. Once you get born again, you could still stay on this track and end up like Lot and losing everything. You have to take control of your thoughts, feelings, attitudes, and then your actions will fall in place, especially under it. Sounds like get where you're tough. Wow, I have heard that somewhere before. Yeah, my whole entire corporate thing is about how to get your mind <laughs> right, right, to get your thoughts and your imaginations. Remember, imaginations is that movie clip. And let right. me tell you, your brain has two jobs. This is your memory, which is recalling your past, which is playing a movie clip of events that happened, and your imagination, which is a movie clip of your future. Hmm. Science, empirical data, scientific data, empirical data shows without a doubt that the people that focus on their imagination of a better future are the most successful people. The people that replay all of the stuff in the past, they're always living in the past. Their lives going forward end up going down the toilet. Hmm. This is why guys like that are champions, I guess, like Tiger Woods, he always sees the shot in his head before he takes it. He's playing, it's his imagination, he's playing his future. Or Jordan Spieth, when he had the meltdown, he's remembering what happened last time that he went around Amen Corner and it's always a meltdown. Right. Do you see the difference? Oh, yeah. Yep. And there's there's empirical data that backs that up. Makes a lot of sense. Right. So that's yeah. what's going on here. And God's yeah. like, and that says in verse six, he said, and it repented the Lord that even made man on the earth 
and it grieved him at his heart. She's just like, why did I make? If you've ever had a kid or a brother or sister or whatever, yeah. and they go off the rails and they get into like their drug addiction and crack whore and all this other stuff, yeah. and you look at them and you're you you're like, I wish they were never even born. Mm-hmm. It grieves me. I have so much pain about that person. That's what's happening. That's what's here. happening here. Okay. I wish you know I don't. So and and after this, you find out that God doesn't leave man alone like that anymore. He did like his day off. He never takes another day off after that. Yeah, I can't do it. You can't leave him alone. Mm-hmm. It's like leaving the puppy alone for a day. He would chew up everything. <laughs> right. It would grieve me that I even bought the puppy. Right, right. Hmm. That's what kind of happened. He's like, I wish I never even did. But the Lord said, I'm going to destroy them whom I've created on the fa- off the face from the face of the earth, both the man, the beast, the creeping thing, the fowls of the air, and it repents me that I even made them. Now, he's he's going down the track of Tohu Abo because that's what happened last time. Right. There was people here, bird, cattle. Bird, remember, we saw that in the earlier episodes when they were right. looking back, and then he just fried everything, flooded it and the first time. missing gap of how many, how many years. That pesky 11 billion right. year gap of Tohu. But then, <laughs> so he's about to do it. He's about to pull mm-hmm. the trigger, and then it says, but Noah found grace or favor in the eyes of the Lord. You know, Noah's a good dude, man. Yeah. Out of all these people, the there's one, one guy. Dude. Yeah. And then he talks about the generations of Noah and his kids. And in verse 11, it says, And the earth was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. Filled with it. And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, and all flesh had corrupted his way, God's way, on the earth. And God said to Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me. The earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them from the earth, the dry land. Remember the last time the fish still lived. Mm-hmm. So he's got, again, if you were didn't know that God keeps recycling his patterns, when a person shows you who they are, believe them. Right. God's personality ain't changing. His same yesterday, today, and forever. We're seeing it here. That pesky 11 billion year gap, he's still acting the same way as he did when Lucifer tried to do the thing. But, one of the kids found grace in his sight, favor uh, in his sight. So he's not going to go full on destruction. No, he's, he's gonna, not. Yeah, he's not going full. Yeah, <laughs> we're not burning the house no. down. So, we're just but getting rid of some stuff. We're going to do a wash and a reshop. <laughs> so, he's, so he gives him this plan of how to make this ark, this boat, and it takes, and, he, and then he gives him a plan. He's giving him plans, and and he's saying, and then you get, I'll bring into the boat two of every kind, male and female of every species, and they'll get in the boat with you, and every living thing of all flesh. In verse 19, two of every sort you'll bring into the ark and they'll be alive with you and they'll be male and female. And all the birds and the cattle and every creeping thing of the earth and two of all sort come. So they, he gets them all and they gather them together. And Noah did according to all God commanded, but it took him 120 years to get it done. Right. Now, the flood goes on. It rains for 40 days and 40 nights. And then about another three months later, it's gone. Or four months later, 120 days, it's gone. There's not a pesky 11 billion year gap now. Right. It's like six months. Right. It's a wash job. It goes, it yeah. says it's 22 feet above the highest mountain. The waters. He doesn't turn the lights off so it doesn't freeze. And they all dissipate. All the waters go back down whether it goes up into the clouds. I remember we saw the firmament, the sky, and it's the same amount of water. He just took all the water from up top and put it all in. It flooded everything. Then it goes back to normal. Now, Noah and his sons start over again, and he gives them the exact same language 
that he gave Adam and Eve. Remember, replenish the earth. Right. He tells them to replenish the earth. In chapter 8 of verse 15, God spoke unto Noah, saying, Go forth of the ark, you and your wife and your sons and their sons' wives, and bring forth with you every living thing. Get them out of the ark with all the flesh and the fowl, creeping thing, that they may breed abundantly in the earth and be fruitful and multiply on the earth. And Noah went forth with his sons and his wife and every beast and creeping thing, fowl the air, and all their kinds went after him. So almost the same language. Only this time he doesn't say replenish it. He just says be fruitful and multiply. Get out there and go. Redominate this thing. We're starting over. So he got rid of all the wicked folk. Mm -hmm. He kept Noah, but then we'll see like the three sons of Noah. They start back down the path again. Mm. Only one of the sons. I am shocked. Yeah. One of the sons. It's Shem. Shem is the oldest one. That's where we get the word Semites from. Yeah. All the Semites are from Shem. Okay. Japheth. That's where, and Japheth, it says he would be enlarged. So that's all the Asian nations, the white, you know, the Caucasians from Russia yeah. and all, anybody that's not a Semite. Right. And then you have Ham. And Ham is like all like the Canaanites and the African nations and all that. Okay. Now, I don't even know how to get into this because it's best up, but what happens is, where, and you can where, read this. Where is this? This is in Genesis 9. Yeah, we're in 9 now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, we were in 10. No. We just skipped. Well, what is he, he, he? first though, he he, t- he promises Noah that he's never going to destroy the earth. Yeah, we could say that. I mean, you could, yeah. So he makes this covenant with Noah and he says in verse 22 of chapter eight, he says, while the earth remains are seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter and day and night. This is the first covenant. He covenants with Noah. After it, Noah made a offering, right? Yeah, he did. Okay. So, all right, I'll just give you the, the, the short version. Yeah, yeah. He takes two of every kind, except clean out the, their food supply. He brought seven like the turkeys and the chickens, what right. they're going to eat. He brings seven of whatever, calves, lambs, whatever, seven of that so that he's going to eat. That's the rations. He takes one-seventh and makes a burnt offering to the Lord. He comes off the boat and they, they eat one-seventh. One-seventh, he just burns it on this altar. Now, I'm sure the family wasn't too happy with that. But the, but again, like nobody told him to do that. That was obvious. No, that's all he just wanted will. to, right. Like, thank you for delivering us and yes. saving, yeah. Yeah, and then... um. For all you people that like the tithe, Noah wasn't, he was one seventh, not a tenth. Yeah. What up? <laughs> all you tithers. If you want to be real, then you do a seventh, not a tenth. Mm. So he makes this covenant with Noah and he says, here's the covenant, right? He's, God smelled it and it was good. And he said, I will not curse the ground anymore for your sake in verse 21 of chapter 8. You're, for the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth, even though, right? So this is an important verse because he's like, listen, I'm not going to curse the ground. Even though a man from his youth, his imagination is always going to go down the evil list. That has been happening. It's right. never you, stopped. You, you have to uphill fight that. But think about this. Like you get, as a parent, you get a phone call and you got kids that are college age, middle of the night. The average person is thinking that can be from one person. It means something bad. Like yeah, that's why people, I, I, people actually, they pre-imagine, they yeah. keep their phone, like, I, I don't put my phones, I'm at 10 o'clock, if you're texting me, Doug, am I answering? No. No, no I'm no. not, because I put the phone on the desk, I go to bed, I don't, right. they're like, what if it's an emergency? It'll be there in the morning. 
Like, well, I need to, what if something happens? What are you going to do in the middle of the night for yeah. somebody? What yeah. if it's your parent? My, what if it is your parents? Are they right next door? Yeah. My I mean, number's not 911. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, that, it's like imagining from the days of their youth, everything that could bad that could happen. Yeah. Yeah. He said, I know man's heart there. It's evil from the days of his youth. They'll always imagine. But neither again will I smite everything, living thing as I have done. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. Then he tells him again, go multiply. Repl- right. That's where he says replenish the earth in, in verse uh, one of chapter nine. It's almost the exact same thing that he told Adam and Eve. Be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth. And the fear of you and the dread of you shall be upon everybody. So he's reestablishing dominion mm-hmm. over all the fishes of the air, right? So everything is the same. For all you people that think it's different after the flood than before the flood, it's not. It's the same. He's telling the exact same language. You're going to have, you know, fowl of the air, the fishes in the sea, everything that moves, everything that you, it's all delivered into your hand, it says in verse two. And every moving thing shall be meat for you and green herb I've given you. It's all the same. Mm-hmm. Be fruitful, multiply, replenish, go to work. So they do. And then God makes this covenant. He, he, so he made the covenant, but now it goes into detail. And he said, and I'll establish my covenant with you. Neither shall all flesh be cut off anymore from the waters of the flood. Never flood it again. Neither will be a flood that destroys the earth ever again. And God said, this will be a token of our covenant between you and me and every living creature for you. Perpetual generations. Perpetual generations means it never ends. I set my bow, my rainbow in the cloud, and it'll be a token of a covenant between me and the earth. Mm. We'll never have a flood that destroys the whole earth again. And in fact, there's never a whole judgment on the earth again until the end, after Jesus right. reigns for a th- after the week is up, that's the next time that the earth is judged. Until then, there's no he doesn't destroy anything and uh, there's pockets of it like right, Sodom small and smaller stuff yeah but not not globally no yeah and the biggest judgment that ever came was Sodom and Gomorrah after the flood right there's not another one until it says in Peter that the earth is destroyed by fire after the new heaven and new earth right when when God's about to bring planet heaven New Jerusalem down he he roasts everything and burns everything off that's not good mm-hmm. that's what gets destroyed in the fire anything that would be you know, it's the same thing when you're cleaning out your house, right. right, or the yard. You know, people like burn the woods, you know, all the underbrush so the, yeah. the, the trees don't burn down. It's sure. going to be the same kind of thing. Does that make sense? It does, yeah. Right. So then uh, Noah and his sons, they get off the boat. It's here still in chapter 9 and in verse 20. And it says, and Noah began to be a husbandman, and he planted a vineyard. So he's been doing what sailors do ever since. They get off the boat and they go drinking. So he planted, and he drank the wine, and he got drunk, and he was uncovered in his tent. So he fought, he's naked in his tent. He's so drunk he didn't even have his clothes on. Nothing. He's like, well, it's like that when Matthew McConaughey got caught smoking the dope. Right? That's like the story. Like uh, if you fall asleep with your shoes on, you passed out, right? Because that's like <laughs> that's like the old saying is like if you go to bed, if you had a, you had you had a few glasses of wine, and you know you you, you, you take your your clothes off, your shoes off, your PJs You're on, you go to bed. Yeah, if, he didn't get the PJs. He, on. He, he didn't. He just kind of wherever he was, probably just right. fell over. God knows what was happening, but <laughs> right. So and then Ham, the father of Canaan, right? When we said the three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, or Ham's the only, saw the nakedness of his father, and he went and told his two brethren with outside the tent. 
And Shem and Japheth took a garment and laid it upon both their shoulders, and they went backwards and covered the nakedness of their father, and their faces were backward, and they didn't see their father's nakedness. And Noah awoke from his wine, and he knew what his younger son had done to him. See, people are like, oh, I saw him naked. No, he knew. He knew him. There was, then again, this is what yeah. sailors have been doing ever since. What's up, Navy guys? Uh, he <laughs> tailpiped his dad. He, he, he raped him. Yeah. He went in there. He's like, ah, oh, he's naked. Ah. And then he, he went, and because then the next thing is, and then he cursed Canaan. He cursed Ham and his Ham's son. You'll be a servant of servants, and you'll be unto your brethren. Right. And blessed will be the Lord God, blessed be the Lord God of Shem, and Canaan shall be his servant. Now, this is right, Semites, anti-Semites, the ones from Shem are the Israelites today. Right. The ones from Canaan are all the Palestinians. This has been going on from the beginning here. This is where it starts. Wow. And God shall enlarge Japheth, but he shall dwell in the tents of Shem, and Canaan will be his servant. So if you look at and there's a, a breakdown of the nations. You know, and you can see from right here, it all like it sets the precedent of who's what and what's who. Right. Yeah. So if you go through chapter 10, it goes through all that. All right? that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just okay. lays it out legally yeah. with it. Right. So and then in chapter 11 starts the Tower of Babel. I don't want, you know, I guess we could look at that because we still got some time and that would kind of finish up our the beginnings. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole earth was in chapter 11. The whole earth was one language. The earth was one language and of one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found on the plain of the land of Shinar and they dwelt there. And they said to one another, go, let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And we had brick for stone and slime for mortar. And they said, go, let us build a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven. Now, this is interesting because God's raiment to them was to spread out over the earth. Remember, go throughout and replenish the whole earth. Right. They decided to gather together. We'll make our own city and we'll make a tower. It'll reach unto heaven and we'll make a name for ourselves, lest we be scattered abroad upon the whole face of the earth. And that's what God told them to do, to so scatter deliberately, abroad. They're deliberately disobeying. He what the word, right, the rainbow. If you look in Genesis, we didn't read all through it, but Genesis 9, 1 through 7 is him telling them, be fruitful, yeah. go abundantly in the earth and multiply and spread out. Right. They said, nope. And because they were all of one speech and one language, we'll see what happens here in a minute. Uh, in verse 5 of chapter 11, the Lord came down to see the city and the tower and the children of men who builded it. And the Lord said, behold, the people are one. They have one language, all of them. And this they began to do and now nothing will be restrained from them from which they have imagined to do. Let us go down in there and confound their language that they may not understand each other's speech. And the Lord scattered them abroad. He's, You're going to do it anyway from thence upon the face of the earth. And they left off building the city. And the name of that city was Babel. This is a lot to unpack. Well, this is huge. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go ahead and kind of break this down. So they do the opposite of what God said. He said, spread out. They said, nope, we're going to come together. Right. We're going to build a, a city and a tower, and we're going to make a name for ourselves. And God said, behold, they are as one. They are united. They are in agreement. They're all speaking the same language. They're on the same page. They all have a target that everybody's coming together to hit that target. This is They're imagining this target. What they imagine to do Nothing will be restrained from them. 
They started to do it. They imagining this. They begin hitting their target. They begin down the path to create this city, their Emerald City. Mm-hmm. And God said, nothing, because they're all in agreement. There's nothing that they will be restrained from them, what they imagine to do. This is still true today. Mm-hmm. That's why we talked talked about imagination and memory just a second ago. What you ima- if it's evil, you're going to imagine evil, and your life is going to produce evil: adversity, affliction, calamity, grief, harm, heaviness, misery. If you can imagine good, beauty, bounty, better, the best, happy, welfare, right, mm-hmm. prosperity, right, yeah, riches, n- and you begin to do it, nothing will be restrained from you. You got to surround yourself. There's like three principles, right? Surround. You got to have the vision. You have to have the imagination. You have to begin to do it, and you have to be surrounded with people that are pulling in the same direction, like the Clydesdale horses on the Budweiser. Right. You're all pulling together. If you have people that aren't pulling with you, you'll never get there. If you don't have the target, you'll never. Well, you'll never get there. If you don't have an imagination of what you're gonna, and if you don't begin to do it, you'll never get there. Yeah, that's a lot of stuff in one little bit, isn't it? I mean, that's it's. So you look at this. What he's what he's seeing is they're they're headed. They're doing all this successfully, but he knows the direction they're going to go is exactly like where they just came from before he wiped the whole thing out. Correct. So and he knows though. How can I prevent this from happening? Right. So now that's why we're a little different. Because we can't keep doing this over and over and over every every couple hundred years. Because what do we call that? Yeah. Insanity that's doing right. the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. So yeah. that's where he confounds the language. Right? So we get new language for the first time. That's the only roadblock, really. Yeah. That's the roadblock. And now, but PC and then people, I, I got to tell you, man, God, the creator, Elohim, the three part, the one who created everything. No, and we created, we were created in his image, even in our fallen state, mm. alone out from him, we can still accomplish anything that we imagine to do if we begin to do it and we assemble a team. Mm. Nothing would be, nothing, nothing. Good, bad, and whatever you can dream up and you begin to do it and you surround yourself with people that also believe that you could do it, you can do it. Right. Won't be withheld from you. Yeah. Think about that for a minute. Like, this is like mind-blowing. Well, yeah, this is powerful. what my whole corporate stuff is like built on, right? What's your vision? What's your purpose? What's your identity? If you have a target, a vision for your life, you can imagine, you could see it. You spend the time building that movie clip in your head and then you begin to do it and you surround yourself with other people that encourage you, then nothing will be withheld from you. Mm. So sad when I see kids that start off with a dream, but their parents tell them they can't do it. Their friends tell them they can't do it. That's hard. You can't do that. Oh, only like 10% ever make that. Only 1% ever make it. It's these guys that are going to the NFL. How many times? Even the ones that are super talented. How many times did Tom Brady hear that? Right. His whole life. From a lot of people who all turned out to be wrong. Right. Because he believed in himself, but he, and he and did. He had coaches and surrounded were, himself with people that did believe in him. And the people were saying that had never been there themselves. Correct. Let alone accomplish anything of real significance. Right. Yeah, it's very powerful. And this is kind of the end of the beginning. Right. The beginning of, you know, Genesis, the beginning of beginnings of Genesis is the beginnings. So, and then this all happens like after, you know, Noah gets off the ark and it's, I don't know how many hundred years, a couple hundred years, whatever, you know. And then uh, it goes by. 500 years later, we find Job. 
and mm. stuff's still going and all that Job stuff. And then another 500 years happen and chapter 12 picks up with God finds Abraham. Right. So it's the two days have gone by. The second day, our man's Tuesday was definitely better than our Monday. Yeah. But it was starting out right down the same path again. Well, and maybe next episode, let's look at Job and and yeah. see kind of the early days of, of what, because that how how long do we think Job was after Noah and the Tower? 500. Of, it was 500, 500 years. years. Yeah, so, 500 years after this and then a okay. 500 years before Abraham. Okay. And I want you to see, like, before Abraham, they didn't even know, we had no real knowledge of God. And Job, he didn't even know him as the creator. We saw that before when we started looking at Job. Remember, he knew him yeah. as uh, you know, Eloah, just a God. Yeah. Uh, but not Elohim, the creator. Remember, and then God introduces himself as the creator. Remember, he started going through that monologue when he's right. like, oh, answer me this question. Riddle me that, Batman. Were you here when I did right. the stars? Were you here when I... Right, and we went through all that stuff. So I, I'm not judging them. But it was available because Enoch, remember, he's walking with God every day. So he has such a great knowledge of God and intimacy with him that God just like, you know, I'm taking you completely out right. of here. You're coming with me. So it was available, but they didn't have anything written. We have no excuse now because we have the entire Bible. Written. By the time Abraham, they have not, Job was the first book ever written, and they're just writing an account of what happened 500 years before Abraham. Abraham starts to have this relationship with God, and he, God begins, he cuts covenant with Noah, but it still wasn't enough. As you see, even after he cuts covenant with Noah, everyone starts going off the track again. Mm. And after this, this Tower of Babel, they all split up. There's this mighty hunter named Nimrod, who was against the Lord. We're still here in like chapter 11, right? So understand that Nimrod, during his time, Nimrod was like a king of kings back then. He was the dude. He's running the show. And Nimrod is the one that came up with the law of the land. He begins to order everybody. And, and they begin to have laws. And one of the laws that Nimrod came up with was this nine-step covenant process called blood covenant. It was a pagan ritual. These are people that are not for God. Nimrod was a mighty hunter against God. It says he's before the Lord, but in the Hebrew, that means against. It's the word really? against the Lord. Yeah. Before the Lord means against. Right. That's, so that's so think about In Joshua, it says no man can stand before you. It's really no man can stand against you. Right. So it's the same. It was translated before, but it's not. Before. It's really against. So, and Nimrod's like the old school right after Babylon, and he scatters them on the face of the earth, right? Ba so, Babel, you mean? Yeah, it's Babel. Yeah. I'm sorry, not Babylon, but Babel. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the precursor during this 500 years to Job. There's no, that's when the, when Nimrod's working his magic and setting up this nine step covenant process. By the time God gets to Abraham, he uses, it says in Galatians, man's covenant. It's Nimrod's covenant. It's the law of the land. Okay. So I'm going to take your laws and I'm going to use them to my, to get Jesus here in the covenant. And that's why he begins this covenant cutting nine step process with mm -hmm. Abraham. He finally found somebody that would keep the covenant and teach his kids the covenant, right? Because Job didn't teach his kids nothing. You'll see that when we ever, we talk about it, he's just sacrificing for him, yeah. covering for him. Yeah. But Abraham, he got said, I know him. He's going to teach his kids and his kids, kids, my ways and keep the covenant, which he did. He did all the way down to Joseph was still keeping the covenant four generations. Yeah. Then that's they forgot. Pretty, but that's pretty impressive. I mean, four generations is pretty impressive. That's pretty you've, good. Done, you've done your job. 
Yeah, you did your job. It gets down four yeah, generations. That's pretty good. Children's children's children. children. Yeah, it's great yeah. great grandkids. Yeah. Yeah. So that and that's awesome. But it took God a long time to find that person. Right. We're waiting like it took two thousand years. Two thousand years. Yeah. years to find that person. Yeah. That would be okay, yeah, I'm all in. But if you don't understand oh, what happened between Genesis 1 and Genesis up to 12, where we come from in our covenant, it's going to be hard for you to have the foundation. Mm. Like, if you don't know what happened in Adam and Eve, you don't even know why Jesus is here. Right. Like, you cannot tell the story of Jesus without Adam and Eve. It makes it's, no sense right. without it. And that's why the evolutionists are so into, because if you take away creation and original sin, then you don't need a savior. Right. You don't need somebody right. to get you back. If you're not created in God's image, then you don't need... Jesus to come down here and get you back. If you're not a three-part being with perpetual life, Zoe, in your spirit, you have a spirit, then you don't need that. So that's really what Satan does with that is take it out so I don't even need it. Mm. But you know you still have that gap in your life. You know you have psychological dis-ease. Whether you believe in evolution or not, you don't understand creation or not. If You, you have psychological dis-ease because you're separated from God. You're out alone from him. And then that's why you're physically sick and your body breaks right. down. Does that make sense? Yeah, there's no denying that. I mean, it, that is a biological fact of life that people have disease, stress, anxiety. Um, you don't have to look back into a fossil record to prove that we have it today. So it's interesting where it where it, we believe it comes from, what the, where the where the word says it originates, and how it it came into the world, and then just looking at these generations of just how quickly it destroyed everything <laughs> I, I mean it's just amazing just not not just looking at their biological life but just looking at just the direction and, and it gets you know there's like what one little one one section yeah it's like eight verses in chapter six where he talks about the wickedness and the judgment of man i mean my gosh that could have been like a whole volume of books just by itself Right. So he gives us the cliff notes. You know, you can use your imaginations what that what that really looked like. Um, no, I seriously. And I, if you want to just see Nimrod real quick, because I mentioned it, it's in yeah. chapter 10. Chapter 10. Yeah. Okay. So, and, and Cush begat Nimrod in verse 8, and he began to be a mighty one in the earth, and he was a mighty hunter before or against the Lord, wherefore it is even in Nimrod the mighty hunter before or against the Lord. Mm-hmm. And the beginning of his kingdom was, was Babel. Babel. Right. Okay. And now, interesting enough that this guy, Nimrod, came from Ham. He was the son uh, of Cush. Yeah. Right? So and now, they've already been cursed. And they're saying, you know, it's Canaan, Cush, right? That's the yeah. son. And Nimrod comes out of Ham. You're, oh, you're going to curse me? Well, see, there's no wonder they're doing the exact opposite of what God told them. Right. Because they've already, remember, Ham's the one that sexually assaulted Noah when he was drunk. And so Noah cursed him and his kids. And so they're immediately doing, and I, this, where did we see this before? Where we just go our own way and, you know, screw you, God. It was what Cain did. Right. And that's where all the daughters of men came. That's where, you know, they started going off the path. And, but God stopped it with the Tower of Babel. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm not just looking through. You see some names in here that are, that, you know, in our Cush that goes on to become like Ethiopia, right? Yep. yep. That's yeah. the African nations. Yeah. Yep. And then Canaan, obviously, we know that's that's the the land of where Israel occupies now. Right. But what was given, um, and 
where the Philistines come from, right? From that whole yeah, area, right? The Palestine, yeah. Palestinians, yeah, pal- now Palestinians. also Philistine, Philistine, yeah. Palestine, right? Yeah, yeah. And so they get down, and then there's there's Nimrod. So Nimrod's the one who's a mighty one in there. So he starts to institute this covenant, nine step covenant. It's the law of the land. You're going to do what? Right. So it's a pagan covenant, right? This thing is all. These are people against God. But they're raising to a position, people are like, well, how could they be mighty in the earth? The same thing is happening today. Well, how could God let right. that happen, right? He's like, the, you know, humans have their own choice. <laughs> yeah. And He's remember, not stopping. Right. It. We're created in God's image. So whatever we imagine to do, whatever we begin to do, and we're surrounded by people that agree with us, we're gonna, it won't be withheld. We're right. going to get it done. So Nimrod starts setting up this covenant, this pagan covenant. It's like the same reason people, how, how could Adolf Hitler come to power? Like, actually pretty <laughs> easily. Yeah. I mean, nobody stopped him. It was, in fact, he didn't even have the 100% of Germany on board. He really only needed about 15% hmm. of people who agree with him. He had a vision. He had a purpose. Right. And, and he, he had just a, he went had to group, work. Right. And the rest is around, history. Right. And I had a group around him and nothing. Right. And that's, and a, that's that, obviously, the, the fall was horrible, but that's a good example of just how easily evil can, evil happen. can happen. Right. So that's why evil can happen. And it wasn't the first time. We'll be the last. That's why I always say in my corporate, we only use our superpowers for good. Because right. I'll teach you how this works. The human machine, how we're built, how the body, mind, and emotions work together yeah. with your spirit. I'll teach you that. But we only use our superpowers for good. This is why, like, you have to go through my CEO of you seminar before I teach you people whisper because people whispers how to manipulate other people to get them to do what you want, but you need to influence yourself first. Right. So that you're doing good. You're not manipulating people for their bad, right? We want to persuade them and influence them to do good, Mm -hmm. but you could use these superpowers for evil or for good. We were created in his image. The part of us that died was the spirit, the part that made us eternal, perpetual, like God. The rest of us are still here. Right, the two part being is still super powerful. Right, very much so. And uh, people don't realize how powerful they are, even as a two part being. Some of them do, and that's why guys like Hitler, right, yeah. Alexander the Great, right, Julius Caesar, right, Jeff Bezos, right, <laughs> Donald Trump. Uh, you know, that's yeah. why these guys. I'm not saying they're all evil. I, you, Vladimir you, Putin. You do whatever you want. You could pick whatever you draw your own conclusions. But yeah. as two part beings, they still getting a lot of stuff done. Yeah. Bill Gates, George Soros, whatever. It I don't goes care. on and on. Right, and on. right. Yeah. Tom Brady. I don't. You know. I don't know if they're in covenant or not, but I right. know that even they're with doing the two, great things. Right. Though. With the two parts, you yeah. can do great things, whether yeah. you have the third part or not. Now that you're a believer, you have zero excuses of getting this done. But see, that's what I teach in corporate: how to take the two parts, yeah. body and soul, which is your mind, will, and emotions, and put those two together and to work together for good instead of working against each other for evil. Hmm. And some people work them together for evil. Right, but if you don't understand how that works, that's why this is interesting. But a lot of people that are believers, they never were never taught this in church. How do I get the two parts to work together? Right. Here's like an example of how the two parts are working together. You have a vision, you play out that movie clip in your head, you begin to do the vision, and you surround yourself with other people that agree with you. Yeah. Like that's how the thing works. And you just do that process for each target Project, vision, target right. that's that why I, but i have one that's like so yeah. far it's like a 300 year plan right. because i have an ultimate vision so that it, that we could do really ultimate and, and people listen this is not new i'm not like that i'm the first one thought up vanderbilt did that with his radio right, his railroad tracks right? right rockefeller did it with his oil empire yeah. you know carnegie did it with his steel the hiltons did it with their hotels i mean right. you know this is not, not these are again taking the two parts and ma- but see Instead, what we do is say, oh, that's bad. 
they must have been lucky or, you know, oh, they're evil or right. whatever. No, it, evil or good. The process works. And this is what we talked about in season one. Faith works and fear is not the opposite of faith. The opposite of fear is love because your faith is working all the time. Right. Whatever your imagination is and you believe that, that's faith. Whether yeah. it's bad or good, it doesn't matter. And it causes you to take action. You're going to get to a go result. in that direction. Right. Yeah. So yeah. that's why fear and love are opposites, not fear and faith. Yeah. Do you remember that? From I do season remember one? that. It was good yeah. stuff. Yeah. And we're seeing yeah. like the beginning of it here. Right. Your imagination could go either way. It's going to work for you. Even if it's the most evil plan in the world, God said it is, it's nothing will be withheld from it. Hmm. So we have zero excuses for not having a great life. Mm-hmm. So if you don't get anything about creation and all that, at least get this part of it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You know, go to work and take the two parts. And if you do have a third part, you know, you are born again, then you really have no excuses. Yeah. Like zero. Well, thanks for wrapping that up today. That'll be, uh, I guess, the kind of putting the putting the bow on the replenishment of the earth and and Noah and and then the fallout from. Yeah, I know we kind of went that. fast through it, but well, I, you know, I didn't want to get too in the weeds. There's and, a lot and of minutia, right? And you, you can guys read it. can re- read it, study yeah. it on your own. Don't just rely on Doug and I to cue. We should be. You should be. Your interest should be peaked. Yeah. When Doug and I talk about right? Don't you think? I agree. I yeah. I'm going to dig in and find I, I, out for I, I, myself. Yeah. The goal here is uncover stuff and kind of hit the highlights and we're not going to. We want you guys to do your right. firsthand knowledge once you study. Because the, yeah. the Holy Spirit, you have the same spirit on the inside of you as Doug and I have on the inside of us. Yeah. You don't need any man teach you. You get in there, the Holy Spirit will reveal a ton of stuff. Like you were talking about, you were listening to the audio. Yeah. Right? Love it. If anybody who's um, interested, if you've got the Audible app, get the uh, audio Bible, I think it's Word of Promise. The Word of Promise. Yeah. And it's all like, it's dramatic and there's like Hollywood there's like actors. like 500 actors that play yeah. different parts and you'll recognize certain voices. And yeah, yeah it's cool. I mean, I, I think it, I've, I've experienced, I'm in the car a lot, um, but I'll, or I'll go for walks. And just to, just to have it, hear it read, man, it's so cool. It's so different than it me is. just reading it. Correct. It brings it alive. So you can actually different. read it while you're hearing it. That's right. what I do a lot of times. But you said you were sitting on your porch and it's doing the, the <laughs> yeah. flood thing with Noah. You're right. reading that. I was listening listen to the story that. last night. I listened and to the creation, oh, the, the creation part and then, and then Noah. And all of a sudden I look up and there's this like giant thunderhead just moving really slow, all kinds of crazy lighting. So as I'm reading, I'm, I'm listening to the story of the rains and the flood. I'm seeing the clouds and hearing, I was like, it was very it couldn't have been better theater, right? Really. And it, was it, made, very cool. it did it make it come alive? It made it to you? real, right? It made so this is what I'm talking about. Real. See, this is the Holy yeah. Spirit bearing witness with yeah. your spirit, and then revealing to you because now it's firsthand knowledge. Yeah. Because I felt like I was sitting there watching, right. The rains come, and, and then and imagine like, what are the people like, outside the boat, people inside the boat, what's yeah. going on, right? So then it becomes real. That's what that's what our hope is here with this logo right. uncovered is that it becomes real for you. Yes. Right. I mean, you agree yeah, with that? not a religious exercise, no. not trying to debate scripture, just right. un- uncover the, the, get the questions out that you know, you have deep down that you either never asked or always wondered about and never got answers to. And let's uncover those and let's figure out what maybe is missing. What connections can we help make? And I mean, like the, the one in, in we discussed last few weeks where, the, at the beginning of this part, this episode is the trans, the translation of of he they became one of us. Yeah, no, man, the out from alone, out from us, man, that mm. is huge. That explains literally everything, everything, everything on the planet. Correct. And, and if you don't get that, 
it's a, you're skewed from the beginning. Right. You have right. no shot. Of, I mean, not that you have no shot, but you, it's hard. It's really it's hard. very hard. It's very hard. And yeah. that's what we're trying to make it real. So make now it, it becomes real, real it to you. Like it's right. powerful. Like, it, yeah. yeah, you're alone out from us. Oh, that's what, it, of yeah. course, that's what it means. Right. Like as soon as you see that, you go, of course, that's yeah, right. I knew and that. that's, yeah, the Holy Spirit bearing witness <laughs> right. with your spirit saying, hey, of course, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And that I get and that's my prayer here is that we absolutely make it real for folks. You know, I'm not like you said, I don't care about debating and yeah. I'm not trying to get you to believe anything and I'm trying to, you know, help your belief. Right. And help you know, your unbelief. We're like like look at it like a supplement. You're not gonna live the information in this podcast you're not gonna live off of, but if it's like a like a vitamin you take that helps Right. And if a prime accelerate the wants you to get makes you hungry right. to get your own food. Then we did our job, That's I think, right? right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, this has been great on uh, episode six in the books. And I, you know, we kind of transitioned from the creation a few weeks ago into the early days of man. Yeah. So we'll continue next week. We'll get into Job. Um, oh, lots boy. Of questions, lots oh of questions. Boy. We touched on him a few weeks yeah, ago. We, but we so told we, you, we Job, we're coming for you. Yeah, so. we are coming for you. <laughs> coming for you man so buckle up uh, if you want a little preview go ahead and read that uh, if you have any questions in the meantime hit us up at logosuncovered at gmail.com anything else you got for for well, today I just want to tell you I love you oh man and I and I love if you're listening to this I love you too the way Jesus loves you and I know Doug feels the same way yeah. and that's why we're doing this it's really a labor of love for us absolutely right? yeah. um, it's fun you get enjoyment excitement out of it um, it's one of those things that we don't we don't care if I don't. We're not trying to build an audience. So if there's no. if there's two people or two million people listening, it doesn't matter. Any it, of you it, that do listen, we love you. We love and you, we're and we yeah, appreciate absolutely. it. And and again, if you have questions, please listen to us. Please please reach out because uh, we're we're here to help. Um, in the meantime, have a great great week, uh, wherever you are and whatever you're going through. And we will uh, catch you next time on the Logos Uncovered. Bye for now.